Hello and welcome to Relevant Tones. Uh, this is your host for third week in a row, Austin Williams. How's everyone doing? Uh, based on the title and what we just listened to, you will probably guess that today we are talking all about the organ. Um, and this kind of came about uh, as I was looking through some of our um, press releases or our um, press kits that were sent, and uh, there was actually a couple that had to do with uh, contemporary organ and new works being written for organ. And in my head, at least for me, um, as someone who doesn't play the organ or is like around the instrument that often, I often associate it with old music, church music, um, choral music, and so on and so forth. Um, and there's a lot of interesting stuff going on uh, for it. Um, so today we're going to kind of take a journey through uh, various uh, times, um, largely in uh, with stuff within the past uh, 10 years or so. Um, and then we'll get some stuff that's like a little bit from the, the late 20th century. Um, yeah, I just thought that this would be an interesting topic as it's seemingly maybe... Again, it's 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 all about the context of it, but it's somewhat of an underrepresented instrument in the uh, contemporary music world. A lot of times I feel like uh, an actual organ has been replaced by a synthesizer or otherwise, which is totally cool, totally hip, you know. Um, but it's just, uh, there's something about the, the raw power of like a, an, an actual organ in a very live space that and I, not many other instruments can really, you know, uh, reach up to that barring having like a, a full uh, orchestra or a full large ensemble um, that would like otherwise create that same sensation. So the piece we started out with today was the third movement of uh, Student Paulus's work, uh, the Grand Concerto for Organ. Uh, the name of that movement is Jubilant. Um, and I believe that was recorded by uh, St. Louis Symphony. Um, <clears throat> great orchestra. So, um, yeah. Uh, we're going to continue forward here. Um, I mentioned we're going to kind of take a step back at one point to the later 20th century. Um, we're going to go to a piece by Francesco Filide. Um, if you don't know Francesco Filide, um, wonderful Italian composer, very much out of the um, uh, Italian modernist, or I guess um, you would call like futurist um, movement, um, not himself, but, uh, his instructors very much were from that, uh, that era. So you get a lot of that aesthetic going on with his works. Um, I had the pleasure of meeting Francesco at a music conference or festival I was at in 2019, um, in, uh, Paris during the hottest heat storm, heat storm, heat wave, I think, uh, Paris or France has ever, uh, encountered and it was terrible, but, uh, nonetheless, we survived. Um, but he presented this work uh, along with others, and it uh, kind of, you know, it, it just uh, took me back. Um, it's very uh, uh, music concrete, uh, instrumental, uh, if you will, um, lock and monish um, in, in the way that it presents itself. So uh, be a little ready for that. If that's not your jam, then just, I don't know, uh, that's what the next uh, few minutes is going to be about. Um, but nonetheless, this is uh, Danza Macabra by Francesco Filide. Hope you enjoy. Thank you. 
going to try and bring you out of that as subtly as possible. A lot of intimate sounds at the end of that piece. Um, yeah, that was Danza Macabre by Francesco Filidae. Um, I couldn't find a score um, without paying a lot of money. So, um, But I do remember uh, when he presented it that it's actually uh, it's a detuned organ. Um, and now how one goes about doing that, again, I'm not entirely sure. But that's where a lot of those like just like straight up noisier bits and otherwise are coming from is just... Um, detuning the stops, I believe that's that's the um, the part that he's um, kind of messing with there, preparing a little differently than uh, what we're used to. So, yeah, it's um, yeah, it's just a just a fascinating uh, sound exploration with that instrument because it's just not what you would expect or what I mean as a individual who's not familiar with the instrument. What I would even conceptualize or think of if I were to write a piece for, um, you know, prepared or, um, detuned organ and yeah, just a lot of lovely, uh, visceral kind of, like I mentioned before, concrete sounds that you're, you're getting out of there. Something that sounds like you're, um, kind of trying to mimic something that's coming from, a um, like a process tape or something like that. So um, he's a lovely composer um, and an organist himself. I should have mentioned that from the beginning. He uh, That's probably uh, why he's able to um, pull off a work like this so effectively. His intimate knowledge of the instrument is clearly there um, and the ability to um, create a compelling work for um, said alterations. Uh, but otherwise, yeah, lovely, lovely composer. Um, if you're not familiar with his works, highly recommend checking them out. I always find that there's like a slight sense of humor in some of his works as, you know, quote unquote serious as they might be. I always find that he, um, kind of, uh, there's a moment where, um, I can picture him smiling at either a part that's, you know, based on just like how ridiculous it is or just, you know, the kind of a tongue in cheek moment in, in the works. So, um, and again, that might just be my interpretation, but you know, here we are. Um, yes, moving forward, uh, we're going to scoot on back to current times, uh, by a work, um, by Fabio Costa, um, who was actually introduced to me by another one of our hosts, um, Stephen Rawson. So thank you, Stephen, for um, giving me the suggestion of looking up Fabio Costa. Um, his, all of his works are absolutely fantastic. Um, Fabio Costa um, is very much in that um, Ben Johnston um, realm of uh, messing around with like temperament and stuff like that, Lamont Young and all those all those cats that were really interested in different uh, tuning systems. So um, this piece uh, is no exception to that. Um, we are dealing with an organ that is um, in just intonation um, and the 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 full title of full title of the piece is a uh, lamento uh, just intonation slash 72 um, edo and i think 72 edo uh, refers to um, possibly the difference in tuning of um, specific intervals so um, but you're gonna hear some interesting microtonal harmonies here um, and i think it's uh, portrayed like in such an effective way and a really solid, meaningful way as well, um, as, uh, most well-composed works are. So, um, yeah, let's, let's hop to it. Um, this is Lamento by Fabio Costa. Enjoy.
Yeah, I think um, this is sublime what some of those harmonies can be uh, uh, created through um, extending the uh, the scale beyond 12 notes in our in our Western scale. Um, and this has been a whole project for Fabio Costa. Um, and there's actually this other work that I decidedly not to put on the program um, because it was for um, similarly tuned organ and uh, chorus. And, um, but that, that aside, um, you know, that was also just a, a phenomenal piece and um, also just terribly impressive on the vocalist part to be able to adjust their ears um, for, for that kind of tuning because that is not easy um, if you're classically trained or trained in uh, otherwise um, for your ear to be lining up in those ways. And, uh, yeah, so, uh, Fabio Costa is a, he's a living composer. Um, he's doing some great projects. Um, if you like what you hear, he has a band camp, go check it out. Um, and, um, just continue doing the thing you do because it's quite lovely. Um, and I'm also not sure if that was, it sounded like an acoustic organ based on the live recording of it. And I know that microtonal organs do exist. Um, they're kind of a product of a older time. Um, so that, that could have been the, the instrument that's being played there, but I, I'm not sure. It also could, it could have been uh, performed on a synthesizer with, um, some pedals as well. So, um, but nonetheless, um, lovely recording, lovely performance, uh, lovely piece and, uh, love to see what the, um, more of what Fabio has to offer us in the future. Um, great. We're going to be moving to the last piece of our um, segment today. Um, so far, we've listened to a piece with organ and orchestra, which is a, um, I guess, somewhat codified uh, um, instrumentation or representation of the instrument due to Sansons and some other organ concertos that exist out there. We've listened to a prepared organ uh, by Francesco Filidei and his exploration of how we can really push the um, extension of this instrument and its sonic palette uh, about as far as it can. Um, I'm also going to excuse the bird that's going on in the background right now. So we have a, a, an unbeknownst guest on our show today. Thank you, bird. Um, and then we uh, you know, moved our way to a more... Um, kind of this uh, uh, exploration of the intonation of the um, instrument and how that can itself um, be explored. And honestly, it's, it's kind of interesting because we, you know, um, we, we think of the keyboard instruments kind of stuck in this 12-tone system that we have, and um, largely it is so, barring, you know, having to retune the entire damn thing. So... Um, but here we have an organ that's uh, doing that. And the organ, as we know, is very closely related to the voice because it can sustain notes for a very long time. And generally speaking, it's a lot easier to achieve those um, intervals or those differently tuned intervals via voice or string instruments just because there's nothing really that's like preventing it. You know, you can you can tune things how you want to. So kind of, uh, yeah, a step into that direction, if you will. So the last piece we are going to be listening to today is a piece for organ and electronics. Um, and I believe this composer in this piece does a lovely job of kind of tricking your ears or making you think like, oh, is that the organ I just heard? Or is that the electronics? Was that, you know, so there's this lovely blend of this, um, of these two, uh, elements within the piece. So the piece we'll be uh, hearing and, um, I'm going to preface this by <laughs> the title is in French, but, um, I'm not, I'm going to save myself the embarrassment of trying to pronounce it, and I will do the English translation. But the composer is um, Francesc Jompot, and the name of the piece is uh, The Breathing of the Stars. Um, and this piece, as I mentioned before, is uh, organ and electronics, and um, also just has a lovely uh, score um, that you can find on the uh, score follower page. Um, lovely note, lovely notation um that it's like very visually enticing as well so um before i keep rambling on here is uh francesco leon parts uh the breathing of the stars
So we're actually going to be uh, splitting this piece in half. Uh, it's a bit of a long one, so I thought that might be appropriate. I also wanted to send our listeners out with a little something to, to listen to. So um, I hope you enjoyed this exploration today. I think it's a topic that um, we want to revisit and maybe get someone to interview on. Um, our other host, Stephen Rawson, is actually quite... Um, excited about this topic and he <laughs> I hit him up initially I was like hey man like you know what what do you got like let me know shoot me a text and he sent me this laundry list of you know composers um, which uh, I was happy to to feature at least you know one of them on the show today um, so hopefully in the future we can we can get to more than just one um, and I learned a lot by exploring this field that um, I, I never assume and any instrument is you know um, exempt from the uh, new classical music world. Um, but I will say that uh, the wide range and variety of that organ is um, still uh, present in a lot of it is pretty cool um, and pretty, uh, um, I guess, surprising is one way to put it. But uh, it's also um, encouraging as someone who, who writes music to, you know, this is a potential uh, piece to have in your in your palette later on. So, um if you have any suggestions or comments on this topic, um, please feel free to drop us a line um, on our website um, and uh, be more than happy to kind of continue the conversation at some point. Um, so we're going to, before we jump into the last half of Francesca Yompart's piece, um, I'm going to uh, quickly uh, plug and remind everybody that Relevant Tones is a product of Access Contemporary Music. Please find out more at acmusic.org, and we'll catch you next time. Thanks. Thanks.